And now a word from our sponsors. If you haven't heard about Anchor, it's the easiest way to make a podcast. Let me explain. Well, first of all, it's free. And who doesn't love free? There are creation tools that allow you to record and edit your podcast right from your phone or computer. Anchor will distribute your podcast for you, so it can be heard on Spotify, Apple Podcasts, and many more. And that way we can get closer to the bag. You can make money from your podcast with no minimum listenership. It's everything you need to make a podcast all in one place. So please download the free Anchor app or go to anchor.fm to get started. Thank you for listening. Welcome back to another episode of the Ali Family Podcast, episode five. I'm really excited to continue to connect with all of you that are listening, watching. We like to highlight all of our local businesses. We want to make sure that we're highlighting Black-owned businesses, entrepreneurs, small businesses, creatives, so influencers. Always looking for opportunities to collaborate. So please reach out to us. Um, We try to make sure that we link all of our social media. So whether that's Instagram, email, Twitter, feel free to slide into those DMs and reach out to us. We want to welcome our podcast listeners that are listening to us through Spotify. And newly, we um, also want to welcome our podcast listeners that are finding us on Apple. So Apple Podcasts, that's, that's brand new. So yeah, well, um, you know, more platforms to come. Definitely exciting. If you're watching us through YouTube, if you've already subscribed, the notification bell also helps to get the times that the videos have coming out. So the last week, we kind of switched our days a little bit. Just so you can get the videos when they come out, make sure you hit that notification bell. And also, if you're not subscribed, subscribe as well. And that way you'll be able to know when the videos are coming. So March just ended. And usually, March Madness for college basketball were always a big thing. March Madness, like who's going to make it to the tournament? Whether you were in school, you had the brackets going. Once you got a little money, I know for us, we both had jobs working in offices. So they would be like your office brackets or your pools of seeing who has the final four bracket correct. You know, sometimes there would be some wagers there, but... It doesn't feel like the same focus of sports is not as important as it was previously. True, not just for March Madness, but even All Star Weekend. That didn't seem like it does normally. Yeah, All Star Weekend, Mm -hmm. no crowd, so the celebrities weren't able to be in the stands. And let's be honest, a lot of times we do watch those games for the celebrities. For me, it's the new sneakers. When you see who is wearing the freshest Jordans that haven't come out yet. So that's one of the things that I always look for. So yeah, no fans was a big change. And it didn't seem like the NBA players wanted to play either. They, they didn't seem too excited about it. I think they would have just preferred the break. Mm-hmm. But one thing that I did like that they did intentionally was really put a focus on HBCUs. And a lot of the players came out wearing HBCU colors. Chris Paul had a special jacket where he was highlighting all of the HBCUs on his jacket. I went to a HBCU, so big shout out to Florida A&M Rattlers. LeBron James really gave us a nice shout out. 
where he was wearing some FAMU colors with the FAMU-inspired sneakers and a tracksuit. And he really highlighted it and put it on his Instagram as well. And LeBron James has one of the largest Instagram following. So for him to really highlight it, that was cool. And then the money from the charities both went to scholarships for supporting historically black colleges. So that was really a nice example of black excellence. We're going to talk a little bit more about LeBron James later because he's been doing a lot. But previously, I was always a big Jordan person growing up. Like, I was Jordan, Jordan, you can't tell me nothing. It's all about Mike, mm -hmm. right? Like, you know, got the little Michael Jordan Funko Pop. But honestly, LeBron James is doing, he's moving up there. He's in the GOAT talk, for real. For this generation, hands down, the best of this generation, and maybe more for off the court than what he's doing on the court. Mm -hmm. Right now, he's off the court a little temporarily just because of an injury, but looking forward to seeing what he's doing more of off the court. I appreciate what he does off the court, too, and on the court. But I know some people kind of jab at him sometimes because they say, like, oh, he basically has a camera following him around. Not literally, but he publicizes sort of everything that he does, all his charitable work and everything. And maybe Michael Jordan did a lot, too. That's not as publicized. Yeah, I mean, it's a different era. There was no social media when Jordan was playing. It was a rap song where they were like, Michael Jordan contributes to all the charities and you just don't know it. It was off of Nas's King disease. Mm -hmm. And he was saying just how Michael Jordan is really making a lot of contributions behind the scenes through the Jordan brand, made a pledge to give over $100 million to black people across um, different industries through different programs. So he's doing some things behind the scenes, but I do think you're right. Like LeBron James is very aware of his social image. That's something that he had to grow up in. It's more pressure. Like mm -hmm. Jordan only had the media, you know, paparazzi back in the day mm -hmm. when people might be trying to follow you and cameras, you know, come into your places. But, you know, if, if they had, that would be, I would be curious, like how would Jordan be seen if they had, social media back then mm -hmm. it might be a completely different narrative that we would be hearing that's a good point that's a good point that you made if we're comparing lebron and mike in terms of what they do off the court i think we have to highlight lebron's home life he's married to his high school sweetheart black woman you know for sure yeah no for sure that's a huge image of black love Hey, let's get into it. You're, you're, you're talking about LeBron. You might as well just talk more about him. So we definitely want to give a big shout out to LeBron James and his wife, Savannah, and their family. And really what they've done is created a whole new generation of just breaking the cycles of what they came from. You see what it looks like to see that generational wealth where, you know, their son, Bronny, coming up just shows you the similarities between him and his father, like they just showed like the picture of them at the same age, you know, look very similar. But as far as like the difference of having that parental figure in your life that LeBron James didn't have that he's able to now give to his son. I look up to that type of stuff, just seeing that image because LeBron James had some mentors that really helped him. And kind of, you know, once he got of age, you know, were able to see something in him that he might not have seen if he didn't have them pouring into him. But just 
seeing that change of now his son's coming up and most likely will end up in the NBA. And, you know, they might end up playing together. Who knows? But, yeah, just seeing, you know, if he had his father, who knows what that relationship could have been like. But I do, I feel like they've prioritized the importance of family and they highlight the family moments. Like, they might put up some cute, Images around the holidays of them in their PJs or something. Stuff like that. It seems like they try to explore parenting to make sure that they're doing what's best for their children. Mm -hmm. We'll get into the financials more because entrepreneurship and just media empire, all of that. There's like a whole other conversation. There's so many different areas to highlight of what he's doing. So big, big ups to LeBron James. We were talking about LeBron James and family I feel like we're starting to develop some pretty good segments around what to watch when it comes to all things new black media coming out, whether it's film or shows. So I think there were a couple of things that you had mentioned. Oh, yes. A few episodes back, we told you all about some of our favorite black shows that we watch. The Shy being one of them. FYI, folks, if you're you know, a viewer, a follower of The Shy... <laughs> series this coming season premieres on may 23rd so people look out for that i'm excited about that me too bird man hand rub may yes. 23rd i'm sorry for that on the calendar mm -hmm. absolutely something i've seen on the socials cicely tyson had a recent role of course she's recently deceased but um this might be her last role the autobiography of miss jane Pittman. um that's you know worth watching I'm looking forward to that. Mm -hmm. The roles that I have seen Cicely Tyson in, I feel like she really captivated the screen with her image. Like, might not have said a lot of words, but when she spoke, you listened. Mm -hmm. So I'm looking forward to seeing that. Me too. Cool. Yeah. It kind of reminds me in a little bit of Ma Rainey's Black Bottom, like around the time that that came out, after knowing that Chadwick Boseman had passed, it was giving us something to just be able to look forward to and just lift them up and appreciate more after passing. So, Very true. yeah, the work that Chadwick Boseman did uh, while he was alive is still being celebrated in his death as he transitioned. Mm -hmm. So I know the NAACP Image Awards recently happened, and he was nominated for an award. So his wife was able to accept his award on his behalf. And very heartfelt, very emotional. You can tell that the words that she said, she really thought about. And if you haven't had a chance to see it, it's definitely worth checking out. If you're on YouTube, it's pretty easy. You know, when you get a chance, just YouTube, NAACP Image Awards. And definitely wanted to give a huge shout out to Chadwick Boseman's wife. Her name was Simone Boseman, Black Excellence as well. And they what they had was black love just seeing the way that they supported each other and just seeing the way that they were there for each other and really there um you know until death do you part like yeah. that's that's real and she's still there we do have a video highlighting our favorite chadwick boseman film so feel free to check out the video of chadwick boseman and it might be the hair but some of our other favorite people got awards. Um, some of the people we already spoke about a little bit today. Um, and some people that we haven't had a chance to highlight yet. Issa Rae won an Image Award um, this year. And of course, we remember her from years back coining the phrase, 
hey, I'm rooting for everybody that's black. And by the way, I did see some news that some folks approached her to try to get that trademarked and sort of put on a t-shirt under her umbrella. But anyway, she won an image award and she was like in her gown and everything from home. She did a speech about being recognized by the NAACP image awards and what that means to her. And she said something along the lines of she's only looking to be validated by her people. That's the only validation that matters. <laughs> and I thought that was that was awesome. She's all about blackness and just celebrating us and portraying us on TV and film. And she allegedly got a $40 million deal for her production company. She's not disclaiming the amount for a good reason, um, but large amount of billions for sure. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and also a five-year deal to create more content. And we know that this is the fifth and final season of Insecure, and we see what all that has created for five years. So we know she does have at least one series in the works, but $40 million, that can create many different works of art. Maybe there are a few TV shows, maybe there's movies. You had mentioned the City Girls. Yeah, that, that might be one of the projects That's coming up. That's definitely one of the projects. The Giants. I'm also a big Issa Rae fan. I might be second to you, but I'm hoping The Giants is one of the films or series that ends up being brought to the big screen or being brought to HBO or however it comes up. But it's it's one of those great YouTube productions that she has and... There's a couple of more that I'm looking forward to. So Issa Rae, if you're hearing us, please, Giants. Um, <laughs> hopefully that would be cool. Mm-hmm. And maybe even a spinoff of Insecure. You know, that something like that. I hadn't thought about that. Yeah. That's probably what's coming. That could I, be cool. I hadn't thought about that. Lauren Tive, come on. <laughs> wow. You know. I like how you're thinking. I, I wouldn't be surprised. I'm surprised that. That hadn't crossed my mind, but yeah. Yeah, there's a few things with that. Mm -hmm. So we mentioned last episode that we were talking about black people and really being honored in spaces that are ours. Mm -hmm. So it was really cool to see the NAACP Image Awards be, like, have those people there. Like, even though there Mm -hmm. was at home, but it was still something that they prioritized to make sure that they were able to connect virtually and make their speeches because like we mentioned before, when it would be back in the day, the soul train awards, you would just get the person who would present the award would say, okay, so for artist of the year, it's Drake. Uh, He's not able to be here tonight, but I'm going to accept the award on his behalf. Like, no, there was none of that. Like all of these people accepted their awards on their own behalf Mm -hmm. and really just honored that black space. So, To my knowledge, the NAACP Image Awards is black. Mm -hmm. So that was really cool to see. And also, we had talked about streaming. I feel like streaming is one of our consistent conversations. And HBO traditionally was not in the streaming game. If you started out Insecure Season 1, you were watching that on HBO. Like, (laughs) wherever you watch your HBO at. I'm not, you know, I know we all get our shows the way we get them. But primarily, they didn't have a streaming service at that time. Probably season three, I feel like HBO tried to roll out online of having more of their shows available through their mobile experience. Mm -hmm. But now, HBO has kind of taken over. 
with the movie releases, streaming through HBO, HBO Max. I know most of the newer movies that are coming out, when they come out in the theater, HBO Max is having that connection of being able to see it on their platform. Mm -hmm. And that was one part of the Issa Rae deal as well, of being able to have the shows, but also if she wanted to do big picture movies, they would get first viewer options as well. So that's big. It is big. That's huge. Something else that I'm excited about, you all remember Everybody Hates Chris. Chris Rock. Hold on, you gotta say it like this, huh? Everybody hates Chris. <laughs> there is going to be an animated version, of, uh, an animated reboot of that show, and Chris Rock is coming back to narrate it, just like he did with the regular one. So that's really exciting. I'm looking forward to that, too. Yeah, I like his voice. Mm -hmm. Funny story, I was just driving yesterday, last night. I was driving last night. And I was listening to Buster Rhymes' ELE2. Mm -hmm. And Chris Rock's voice was narrating the first song. If Chris Rock's voice is anything like he was on ELE2, that's going to be hilarious. He's funny when he's cussing. He's funny when he's not cussing. But yeah, he just has a funny voice. So that the fact that his voice is going to be narrating that, mm -hmm. um, that I'm looking forward to that. That's, that's going to be cool. There's some other people that you really enjoy, that also got NAACP awards. Kevin on stage. Yes. He's funny. I like him. He describes himself as a Christian comedian. I haven't heard a swear come out of his voice, but he can go toe-to-toe. -to -toe. Some of the comedians that come on Wild and Out and stuff, he's had web comedy shows just by himself and with some of these other guys. He's funny. He's I like him. Um, so he won an award and he was crying, accepting the award, giving a lot of props to his wife for being supportive of him throughout his career that has had its highs and lows. So that was really nice. That was nice to watch. <laughs> yeah. It kind of seems like there was a theme there of just the support from the significant other mm. really just being there for you and just having that love and that support through your highs and your lows. Because mm -hmm. he had mentioned... Chadwick Boseman's wife, that same type of spirit was there with them of just her being there and just loving him through it. For us, we only seen him in his roles, you know, black excellence to the mm -hmm. fullest, you know, in all of his roles. But we don't know what kind of ups and downs that they were having, that he was having behind the scenes, right. you know, whether it was health related or just the things that life throw at us. Mm -hmm. So that was really cool. And then, like you mentioned with Kev on stage, I'm learning more about him. I haven't seen a lot of his comedy, but just the fact that he made sure to highlight his wife meant that you know she did play a significant role there. So mm -hmm. I love seeing that. I saw a meme that said the black family is black love. A strong, successful black family is breaking generational curses, generational cycles. So all of these things are necessary for us to really move forward. So yeah, I love that. Yeah. I guess for me, I kind of hinted at it a little bit, talked a little bit about LeBron James. He also won an NAACP Image Award, so I wanted to give him a big shout out. He does so much off the court. And just to bring that same theme of a person that's really able to be successful through a strong marriage and a successful life that we see outside his wife savannah really gives him a lot of that support and love that he needs in order to show up outside and present himself in that way that we see him so just really seeing the way that these people have their relationships that do help them through the ups and downs is, is beautiful i look at it and i'm saying yeah it's motivation for me because none of us are perfect we try to 
do our best, but there's always people that you can learn from that are doing some things right that you can see and learn from those things. Or if someone's doing something bad, learn from that as well. You don't have to recreate the things that people are doing bad, but those are just some highlights of, you know, things that are really black excellence and black love. Just to bring it back to LeBron James, what he really was saying during the speech, we know him because of sports, but the things that he's focused on the most are not sports related. So he has his school that he was able to establish that really has been able to help a lot of families and the children to break those cycles that they were in and to really go to that next level in life is more than a vote campaign, more than a athlete campaign. And then his space that he has within the culture of blackness, you know, whether it's music, you know, there's a running joke <laughs> when um, 2 Chains had an album that was coming out, not the most recent 2 Chains album, but it was rapper go to the league and he had teamed up with LeBron and LeBron was like his A&R <laughs> and he was like, yeah, so what we need to do is we're going to give him this, but we're going to hold this back. Like we're not, you know, we're going to bring it back to him as a deluxe. It was, <laughs> it was just funny hearing him talk like he was a music, like a music A&R, but he kind of is because a rapper rollout is kind of sending your music to LeBron James. And if he likes it, He'll put it on his social media of him listening to your song and then everybody just likes it. Like mm-hmm. once everybody sees that picture or that video of him jamming out to the song, everybody now wants to hear what that song is. So mm-hmm. even within music, LeBron James has that space. But just, you know, to take it off of music, to take it off of athletics, his ownership within business is really growing. So a few recent highlights that we can mention, I guess you can say kind of sports related but non-sports related so i guess on the sports related side so he has clutch sports which is a sports agency that he has for nba athletes but outside of nba he has other sports athletes so i love that because that has traditionally been a space where it's been white people dominating for sports agents and if you look at the aggregate numbers of where black wealth comes from, we'll break it down a little bit more. So when we say black, we're in America. So I think we have to mention us being in America and having that scope of blackness. And in America, a large section of money is coming from athletics or is coming from entertainment. And usually those people have a team, right? Entourage. And the people that are part of that team also get paid. And those are agents, those are your PR people, your lawyers. And I've loved just seeing the way that LeBron James has done that for business, but modeled it himself. His childhood best friends is his manager. And also his other best friend from growing up is his business partner. Not only have they done that, but they're providing that for other athletes. So now other athletes can have clutch, manage them, and that's more money that's going into a black business that's also getting funneled within the black community on so many different levels. He had some other recent news. Mm -hmm. So LeBron James has become um, a partner in the Fenway sports group and Fenway Park is where the Red Sox play. So that's Boston. So so he's a partial owner of the Boston Red Sox, um, which is pretty cool. And just to speak a little bit more, that Fenway sports group is big business. Uh, even outside of sports, they've made some big business with the Beats deal. I remember that deal because that was big news when that happened. 
But even past that, they're definitely involved in some football. <laughs> I know um, in America we say soccer, but mm-hmm. they also own a, a, a team, European soccer team, a football team. Mm-hmm. They have some other ownership that they do. So locally here, there's a sports cable network called Nesson. I think it's like New England. Um, cable Network, maybe? Yeah, mm-hmm. Nesson. Yeah, so like New England. Yeah, I think so. Like New England Sports Network. Some cool things that they're a part of that LeBron James now has access and ownership to. NASCAR as well. Yeah. LeBron James had this show a few years back, and I'm so upset that it did not come back. It was called Survivor's Remorse. Hmm. And... So, LeBron, if you're seeing this, bring back Survivor's Remorse. Um, yes. we, we want more episodes of that, more seasons. But if you're also seeing this, we would like to talk about other business opportunities. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, just to speak about Survivor's Remorse, I strongly suggest watching Survivor's Remorse. I believe it was on Stars. But one cool thing about it is that it was loosely based on his life. So he kind of took some things about his life and put it in there. And one of the things that he had in there was being part of this ownership group and how his manager, I won't give too much away on the show, but the manager was really trying to get in there with the sports group. And in order to get there, he had to try to go to the sports club, trying to get into the country club, trying to get into the card game and really just try to build up to the point where he could even get closer to these guys to learn more about the deals that they're making. So I know it wasn't a true story, but the fact that he is doing business with these guys, I'm feeling like some truth might've made it onto film. So I do just like the way that that show, maybe how he might've had the opportunity to meet them and just like how some of these business deals might be happening just from them doing so much of other business together and getting in on deals together. And also just makes me think about how to get, closer to those type of opportunities. Like you really have to know some other people or be in the same environment with people or reach out and try to get in those environments where these type of opportunities and deals are happening. So that's motivation for us as well, really just to try to, you know, get into those spaces, more of those spaces where there's people that can make those connections and we can really make some connections with other people as well. Just to take one quick moment, we do want to take a moment of silence and just acknowledge the family of George Floyd. This is a time where his family has to be going through a lot, just having to relive all of the things that we've experienced over the last year and really seeing that again in person every day through the trial. They're calling it the George Floyd trial. And if you hear people say that, make sure to correct them. George Floyd is not on trial. It's the Derek Chauvin murder case. Mm-hmm. You know, he's on trial for murdering George Floyd. So we definitely want to lift up George Floyd's family in prayer um, and friends, the people that were close to him, people that were affected by his loss, you know, really lifting them up with our thoughts and prayer. Just wanted to take that moment of silence. So for my entrepreneurs, small business owners, Business owners, Black-owned business owners want to bring it back to some things that are affecting you if you've been experiencing COVID over the last year and up to now with your business. So this might be news that you're already aware of, but one thing I did want to correct is I know a couple of pods ago, we were talking about the money and I mentioned EIDO money. 
and I was mistaken, it's E-I-D-L money. It's connected to disaster relief money of us experience to COVID. If this is your first time hearing it, the money that was connected to the EIDL money is money that's still available. Hopefully you've had an opportunity to apply. If you haven't, there is still time. Do it through SBA.gov. There have been some organizations, nonprofit organizations that have been helping people to apply, but don't pay. I know there are some entrepreneurs who are making money through this and are trying to have you pay to let them file for you, get you signed up for it. But no organization that is really beneficial for you is going to actually pay for you to sign up for the EIDL or the PPP. It's free money and there are free services that can help you if you need assistance. But it's also something that you can do by yourself through SBA.gov. It's a pretty straightforward process. I did it. And if I did it, you can do it. It just takes a little bit of time to sit and go through the paperwork. You're going to have to make sure that you have your tax documents in order. So being able to prove that you did do business at some point over the last two years, whether that's a Schedule C document or whether that's your monthly statements that you all have. Maybe if you're doing business through PayPal, it's pretty easy to get to just pull up those monthly earning statements. That's what I use to keep a record of my statements. Whatever system you use, as long as it's something that can be proven, you can use that. If your business is set up with the bank, using your bank statements is also something that you can do. So just some different ways to think about it. And the PPP money is still available. So originally that would have ended March 31st. So that would have just ended um, but now they extended it to May 31st. So if you hadn't had the opportunity to apply, definitely make sure that you apply now as soon as you can while the money's still available. And once again, all of that can be found through SBA.gov or maybe a local nonprofit in your city or state that's helping with this. I would say probably SBA.gov would be my first go and a local bank might be a way to help if there's no nonprofit in the area that you live. So don't go to anyone that's telling you to pay for it. Definitely moral of the story. When we get information, we like to share information when we get it because this really is a community. You know, this really is a family environment. We look at you all as part of the family. You kind of coined the term fam Ali to play on words. So you're definitely part of the family. So when we get the information, we want to share it. We read the comments. A lot of the comments, even when we first started our channel and our trailer, were used as content that we add to structure the podcast with and to really thinking about some of those segments, whether we're talking about business, love. Obviously, we, we were going to talk about those things, but just seeing that those were some things that other people were interested in hearing more about gave us more areas to just make sure that we could find that time to make sure that it, it does make its way into every episode. Um, so definitely when you're leaving those comments, we're looking, it's a two-way street. It's a two-way community. So we also get inspired by what we watch and to people that are posting their videos, we have the notification set up so that we can see when your videos are coming out. Definitely continue posting. It does add additional motivation, not even just for this, but just for life. Like, you know, you need your positivity. You know, you want to feel like you're getting that support within your community. So 
just the same way that we post, seeing someone else that's posting is giving us motivation to continue to find those things outside of the norm that you can just think about. Like, oh, this person just made a video about this. It just gives motivation to look at things and find new information and things that we might have not thought of as being a topic to really talk about. Definitely wanted to just highlight fellow YouTubers within the community, podcasters, content creators, influencers, just the thought that it takes. You all are doing great work, continue making great content. Wanted to just pivot a little bit. We like to talk about different topics of what's happening, but none of this would even matter if there's no eyes or ears on the other end to have the back and forth with. So we read the comments, that gives us fuel. Whether they're comments on YouTube, whether they're ratings on Spotify or ratings on Apple about how do you rate this podcast, pay attention to those analytics. I'm always looking at Instagram comments, Twitter. If there's something that people are saying, I look at that and say, okay, this got more likes and more comments. This didn't. Okay. Just take a mental note, store it in the brain, adds to the content for real. Definitely appreciate the family and the community. We appreciate being able to interact with other people. And it really does seem like we're building friendships with folks that we interact with. So just appreciate it, especially during these quarantine days. You can still make a new friend over social media. So that sure. feels nice. Thank you. When you were saying that, I was just thinking Clubhouse is also another place where we recently spent a little more time. I've seen more of that connection where there's topics happening and you go in the room and you see some of the same people talking about things mm -hmm. or even different posts. You see some of the people that are leaving comments, definitely see that family growing. So I appreciate it. I've even learned some things, whether marketing, branding, just picking up on a lot. More to come. We'll be able to expand a little bit more, but I wanted to give that shout out to the community. This might be a great time just to remind people to subscribe. If you're new or if you're a person that has watched it before and haven't subscribed, now is a good opportunity. Make sure that you hit the notification bell. That is a way that'll guarantee that you get the videos when we drop them. Traditionally, we were dropping them on Saturdays. We've gotten some good feedback so far from you all that Sundays might be a good day to drop. So we tested it last week and we dropped the episode on Sunday. If that is continuing to be something that you're watching and listening to, then we'll continue to hold it for Sunday. We want to make sure that it's working for the community. So that notification bell will just help you keep track of knowing when they're coming. We appreciate your viewership. If you want to be notified of every time that we release a new video, please hit the notification bell. And if you like the content that you see and you'd like to see more of it, please subscribe to our channel. Listening on Spotify, make sure that you follow the Ali Family Podcast on Apple. It's a subscribe. Mm -hmm. So if you're on Apple, uh, make sure to subscribe to the Ali Family Podcast. We'll make sure that we continue to keep that consistent weekly content, but the days might shift just based on what we're seeing is working best. One thing that we talked about last episode was Meg the Stallion and her performances. I know I was really talking a lot about her SNL performance and, you know, you had brought up her Grammy performance. Wanted to highlight, not music related, but she is from Houston, giving back to the community of Houston that was affected by the snowstorm that affected the power and just families being without power for so long. 
and the state and the government responding so negatively. Meg the Stallion teamed up with Representative Sheila Lee in Houston to give some relief to those who were affected by that storm. And of course, Representative Lee is the same rep who championed H.R. 40, the reparations bill. So she's very important to our culture. A lot of push from Eidos and making sure that, you know, that's happened and gotten in front of her. Unfortunately, we've had some people that, for whatever reason, don't think that that was a need for our community or don't see the reason that it's important. It's extremely important, especially being of this culture, just understanding how it's affected our families and the generations that we come from. You know, such an important bill. Still steps that come from it. There's a study and there's a few more steps that have to happen, but this is probably the real opportunity of reparations happening for us that I've heard of in a long time. And I've been talking about reparations roughly about 15 years. This is the realest it's felt. So I'm looking forward to it. I remember being in college, seeing a Dave Chappelle skit when he was talking about what it would look like if all black people got reparations. And, you know, it was funny, but, you know, at that time it was something that people were just laughing at and not really taking seriously. And to see it now being something that people are taking serious is really encouraging. So continue to use our voice to to lift up that issue and to continue localizing the issue where we're at. But it is also a federal issue. So we have to make sure that we're using our voices both locally and federally when it comes to that issue. Meg is definitely pushing with her her community locally and also making a difference and showing other entertainers or rappers or just people from the community that you can help your community and you can be a change financially, but time as well, you know, just the time, the care, the attention, knowing that somebody is looking out for you when you feel like no one else is looking out for you, that makes a big difference. I've made a couple of references to the date. You know, I know um, it was, <laughs> you know, people always talk about April Fool's. So I got fooled, woke up, and I saw it trending that Jay-Z had an album coming out. Last episode, we had mentioned a little bit about Beyonce and Jay-Z and their empire of what they're doing with music, but also what they're doing outside of music. So I was like, okay, we were just talking about Jay-Z. I'm seeing some pictures of Jay-Z on Twitter start to trend. When he accompanied Beyonce to the Grammys, he had worn his hair and kind of worn clothes and posed in a picture that was a reflection or a shout out to John Michel Basquiat, famous black artist. That's kind of the image that he's been championing a lot of just some of his motivation of where he got it from. So seeing some of those photos coming online, you know, I'm thinking back in the day, you know, an album was coming when the hair starts to grow out. So I'm thinking, okay, you know, this can really be real. And here we go. I'm looking and they say it's an April Fool's joke. April Fool's, they got me. <laughs> Oh, man. So I'm guessing there's no Jay-Z album coming. We'll see. I don't know. If it comes in the next few days, I'll be pleasantly surprised. But yeah, it looks like it was an April Fool's joke. They got me. I was looking at that and I'm like, man, I thought that was real. And then I looked at it more and I hadn't seen nothing about it. And I didn't see nothing on anything else about it. So hey, Jay-Z, we're ready for your next album to drop. Still playing 444. Grown man music for sure. Grown family music. Mm-hmm. Still listening to the joint album that 
Jay-Z and Beyonce put out Everything is Love. Definitely enjoyed that, rocked that out. But whatever you've been putting out recently has been really connecting. I'm looking forward to the next thing. So hopefully there's a Jay-Z album coming. So as usual, we do like to work with Black-owned business owners, Black influencers, Black entrepreneurs, people that are trying to do more within the Black community. So looking at ways to just connect, feel free to just check out the description section. If you're looking at us um, on any type of platform, all of our information on how to learn more about us and connect with us is all in the description section. So definitely check that out. Bye. Thank you for listening. Thank you for watching. Stay Stay blessed. blessed.